point. Hello and welcome to the second part of the Checkpoint Holiday Special. I'm your host, George Diaz, and I interview a guest about a game they like. And with the Holiday Special, I focus on games taking place during the winter or during the holidays. This episode, we have our first repeat guest, who you may recognize from either the first episode of the show or from his own podcast, such as The Weekly Cooldown or The Greatest Gaming Game Show Ever. It's Kami Jace. Glad to have you back. Hello. I'm here again. In your back ear. at it again. Let's go. Yes. You mind giving a uh, brief introduction? Yes. So as George said, I am Kami Jace. I host The Weekly Cooldown. I host The Greatest Gaming Game Show Ever. Um, you will soon hear... Um, the ramblings of a third podcast called uh, Gillum the Gillum's uh, Meadery. It, there's a longer, it's much longer than that, but I can't quite remember the entire title. <laughs> um, but that's going to be TTRPG focused and it's uh, it's coming out sometime next year. Awesome. I'll uh, make sure to give it a listen when it comes out. Yeah. You like TTRPGs. I got it. <laughs> Today is December 11th, 2022. And this is part two of three of the Checkpoint Holiday Special. After these two regular episodes, I will be dropping a bonus episode on Christmas Eve, where I share some emails from the audience about their holiday gaming memories. If you have a wholesome holiday memory you want to share with the show, you can do so by sending an email to checkpointpodcasttm at gmail.com with holiday special in the subject line. Please include pronouns, otherwise I will be using they them as a default. Uh, if you want to leave an anonymous submission, for whatever reason, then make sure to include that in the email so I don't disclose your name. Now, before we get into the usual stuff, it is the holiday season, so I thought I'd include some holiday-themed questions for the occasion. We'll go more in-depth as this goes on, but let's start with something light. Uh, Kami, how's your holidays been? Uh, you got any shopping? Um, so the holidays are always a really stressful time, um, especially now. Um, I work for a uh, grassroots nonprofit, and the holidays is really the demarcation of the end of uh, our work, but the beginning of what they call session. Um, and session is like an all hands on deck, we have to um, rally the troops kind of situation, um, where we are basically trying to get legislation or legislators to like listen to the ideas and the proposals and everything that we have to try and make the world a much nicer place um so that being said <laughs> the on top of all of the other holiday stuff i also have to do a lot of work a lot of um, extra work um we also have like staff meetings and stuff like that so um it's it's always kind of draining the holidays um but that being said, I don't have to worry about shopping as much because most of my family does not really care much for the holidays and the gift giving portion and spending all the money. So really, I just get some folks a gift if I remember that they needed or wanted something. Um, and then I uh, usually go to my partner's mother's place. Uh, we have uh, lasagna made by me um, and uh, we just kind of chill and then we head on home. Um, a new a new kind of tradition is the making of lasagna at my partner's mom's house um, and also making coquito which is something I've made a few times in the past but something I'm kind of leaning more into now 
what what is uh what is that explain for the audience coquito is like uh, they call it puerto rican eggnog um it is basically condensed milk and um coconut milk and sometimes like little coconut pieces um blended together with rum um and it is really good it is super super good very sweet um just like eggnog honestly um but it's very uh coconutty instead huh. yeah I, I don't think i've ever heard of that before that's i'll be honest i don't think i would ever try it maybe because i'm not really into drinking but it's valid <laughs> very valid does sound interesting it's very tasty um it's one of those kind of deceptive drinks where like if you have it with the rum in it like sure the rum is there and you can taste it but the coconut and the sweetness of it all comes through so much more that you're like well i guess i'll just have a little bit more and then suddenly you're on the floor <laughs> and it's fine <laughs> yeah i think the only time i've ever been you know what sure fine i'll drink some has been with red wine anything else i've tried has been just ugh, i can taste the alcohol this tastes terrible no, thank you. White, red wine's always nice. We've already kind of touched on this with your previous answer, but if I may ask, what holiday do you celebrate this time of year? Do you have any special plans coming up with uh, family or friends? Yeah, so um, we technically celebrate Christmas. Um, like I said, the family is kind of like not as much into the gift-giving stuff as we used to be, so I typically don't go to my place anymore, uh, rather my mom's place anymore. Um, for Christmas, usually we get together for Thanksgiving and then kind of, uh, you know, FaceTime or something for Christmas um, and the New Year. Um, but yeah, and I've I've started going to my partner's mom's place. She really enjoys the lasagna I make, um, and I love when people enjoy my cooking. So I go over there. I make lasagna. We exchange a few little gifts here and there. Um, sometimes I usually get like some candles from somebody or something like that, and um, it's really nice. It's very low key. It's over in like a few hours. It's not like an all-day affair. Um, and I have lasagna. Like, what else What else do you need? All around the Christmas lasagna. Mm -hmm. It sounds great. I haven't had lasagna in ages. I make a really nice <laughs> lasagna, I gotta tell you. It's meaty and cheesy. Are you really into candles, or is this more of a safe gift type of thing? Oh. <laughs> I love candles. <laughs> I love candles. Um, one of the safest like things you can get me for any kind of holiday is like cookie sandwiches, like Oreos or like homemade cookie sandwiches are really good. Um, or candles. Like I will go all in for a candle. A vi video games are good too. Like of course, obviously. Um, but like getting that as a gift can always be really hit or miss if you get something you like that i may not like or something you think i would like like you can mm -hmm. you can potentially miss um with that but like you just get me a good candle like i'm in i i like most candles so <laughs> just get me a nice one that smells nice and i'm in my mom got a bunch of uh i don't know what they're called they look like coasters with a wire hanging off of them plug it in and instead of uh having to like light the the wicks for the candle it just heats up the candle itself from the bottom 
and it's honestly a lifesaver because I don't like uh, having to set the candle on fire. Yeah, fire bad sometimes, and it <laughs> it can really feel like oh, I'm gonna like hurt myself or others doing mm -hmm. this. But um, I don't know something about like the whole experience with candles. I have one going right now, actually. Like, I I just feel real cozy with a candle. Honestly. You can't beat a good candle. Mm -mm. Lastly, are there any other uh, traditions around the holidays that you have? There's a few. So my sister's birthday is on the 23rd. I usually try to like hang out or give her a call or something like that. Ouch. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> but then my bird, my birthday's on um, January 6th. So. Um, oh no! What were you doing on January 6th, Tommy Jace? What oh, were you doing? Last, you mean January 6th, <laughs> the infamy day? <laughs> and not my birthday anymore um <laughs> actually it's really funny so um because it was covid i was like you know what i don't need to do much i'm just gonna like ch really chill out it'll be fine and a couple days before my birthday i ordered a, a new desk and the new desk came on my birthday um and i was like oh my gosh this is amazing it's here it's the morning of my birthday like i'll just do this all day so i spent the whole day putting together a desk but as i was putting together the desk the whole thing at the capitol was happening oh. <laughs> so i basically spent my day with like pbs news hour covering the riot at the capitol while i was putting together a desk and I was like, this is okay. I can, you know, if this happened every year on my birthday, I would be okay with this. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not going anywhere. So yeah, whatever. This is fine. Well, it, well, let's end this a little bit more positive. Happy early birthday. Ah, thank you. Yeah, my, uh, my partner's birthday is three days before yours. Oh, what a nice day, January 3rd. My cousin's birthday is either the 24th or the 25th. Is it? Just depending on how they feel, or uh, it's more so. I don't remember if it was Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Oh, very okay. I was just like, I, I, I would love to choose my birthday as well. Quite frankly, hey, I wish I had my actual birthday because I am not a summer baby. I don't like summer that much, but I was born on May thirty first. I was supposed to be born around September. You missed out on a fall birthday, right as school is starting. You could have given all your classmates cupcakes and they could have sang your praises and then also they would have cupcakes so you would be liked. In terms of traditions that we kind of do, uh, personally myself I like to listen to the Cascade Christmas album every year ever since that came out. I have actually some kind of like media traditions like typically around this time of the year I get the urge or the itch to play like some kind of retro game um, something from my childhood usually uh usually it's been like a resident evil or an old Le legend of zelda game or something like that but i haven't had that urge lately so i'm trying to figure out where my body's going with this one because usually it's just like you know what i should start up crash bandicoot or something like that so i'm trying to figure out like what's happening where are we going here um didn't didn't they announce a new crash game there is indeed a new crash bandicoot game coming out uh Crash Team Rumble, I believe, actually. I'll be honest, it, I didn't find out that the Bandicoot was a real animal until earlier this year. I always thought, oh, it's just a random made-up animal. They are indeed real. 
Sony decided that having a dragon wasn't enough, and so they threw a uh, dart at a dartboard, and they said, yep, Bandicoot, that's what we're going for. Spider-Man Miles Morales is a third-person open-world game set in the PlayStation Spider-Man universe from back in 2018. This game is both a spin-off and a sequel to Spider-Man PS4, and Miles Morales released on November 12th, 2020, and takes place during the holiday season in New York City. It's a relatively short game at seven and a half hours, and personally, if you want to get the most of your money, you'll kind of want to need to do the side activities scattered about, uh, as the last time I played it, it felt a lot shorter than that, though time does fly when you're having fun. So take with that as you will. You play as Miles Morales, watching over New York City while Peter is away on vacation, giving the game a good excuse not to have Miles be overshadowed by the much more established Peter Parker. You spend the game swinging, kicking, punching, and running your way through the snow-capped city, saving the day one bad guy at a time. The only thing being the same for this game, compared to Spider-Man PS4, is the map itself though with the winterized coat of paint, as even the animations are apparently different and much more smoother and refined. Uh, I actually did play a little bit of Miles Morales before we started recording. I just did some uh, swinging around. And yeah, I don't know why. I thought the animations were the same from uh, the previous game, but no, it's. I think it's an entirely different animation set. All of this is to say that the game is more than just a simple cash grab by Insomniac to release around the same time as Spider-Verse, another widely successful Miles Morales-focused project released by Sony Animation. Uh, according to Push Square and other gaming news outlets, as of February of this year, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales has become the third best-selling game in the United States since these were kept track of back in 1995. Only Spider-Man PS4 and God of War 2019 had made more money up until that point. I'm guessing it's, it might have fallen down a few pegs thanks to uh, uh, God of War Ragnarok. But hey, still in the top five at least, you know? Yeah, what are you going to do? I mean, God of War 2019 comes out. Spider-Man PS4 comes out. They're both pretty good. Spider-Man Miles Morales comes out and is like, I'm better. And then God of War Ragnarok comes out and says, aha, but you haven't seen my trap card. And so here we are. Probably, it's probably made its money back and more and has surpassed Miles Morales by now. I will say, though, Miles Morales has been released now on PC. So there may be some folks grabbing it now. And I don't know how that would stack up against Ragnarok now because Ragnarok is just on consoles. But... You never know. I can't find any exact numbers, though unfortunately, as some sources lump Miles Morales sales numbers in with Spider-Man PS4, so as much as I'd love to share those numbers with you all, I can't due to the uncertainty of the statistics. Over on Metacritic, Spider-Man Miles Morales has a Metascore of 84 and a user score of 7.7 .7 on the PlayStation 4, a Metascore of 85 and a user score of 7.7 .7 on PlayStation 5, and a Metascore of 89, and a user score of 5.4, ouch, on PC. I dug a bit deeper into the lower user score on the PC version, and saw a lot of issues with the frame rate or the smoothness of the game for those not gaming inclined. The higher the frame rate, the more fluid the motions on screen are, 
the lower the frame rate, the more jagged and stuttery the game will look. Uh, these frame rate issues come up when turning on ray tracing in the settings, and the game itself seems to be only optimized for higher end specs on PC. I'm not a PC gamer myself, but from the small amount of googling I've done, I found an article on TechRadar that explains it pretty well. In regards to ray tracing, it's an advanced and lifelike way of rendering light and shadows in a scene. It's what movies and TV shows use to create and blend in amazing CG work with real-life scenes. However, because ray tracing works by simulating and tracking every ray of light produced by a source of lighting, it kind of takes a lot of horsepower to actually render. This is from an article called, What is Ray Tracing? The Games, the Graphic Cards, and Everything Else You Need to Know, by Jackie Thomas. If you'd like to read more on the article, I'll have a link to it in the episode description. So, Kami Jace, uh, what would your user review of Spider-Man Miles Morales be and why? Also, what platform did you play it on? Yeah, speaking strictly for the PS5, which is where I played it and where I will probably continue to play it. Um, I think I would give it like a 9.5, to be quite honest. Um, there's just so much to like about it. Um, I, I've said this a lot on a, a, a myriad of different podcasts, including I think this one. Um, but th there's something very resonant about uh, Miles Morales for me, right? Um, he is Afro-Latino. He is also... Um, Puerto Rican, which I am as well. Um, during the game, they have a big open meal, which I love, and I have um, either on Christmas or on, um, you know, uh, 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 Easter or you know some other holiday. Um, and it it just is so nice to have Miles in a game, right? Um, a lot of people know him from. Um, into the Spider-Verse, which is an incredible movie, but, like, to have him be a playable character, um, I mean, to see him in just another medium outside of comic books and movies is just really exciting to me. Um, that being said, the gameplay is really good if you liked the first Spider-Man. If you liked any of the Arkham games, right, um, it's that kind of play style, and that really works well, and it blends well into um, this, this game, this medium. Um, I would say it's just all like I I agree with your assessment. The first uh, reader you gave, um, it does feel a little short. Um, it it feels like it it doesn't necessarily feel like it was an afterthought, but it also doesn't feel like they tried to make a fuller story out of it. Um, which I would have um, appreciated. You know, they gave him a pretty decent story and a really good start um to telling his story um especially given some of the spoilers um <laughs> um that are um in, in the game regarding his family uh his uncle and everything like that um so you know it's a good start right but i would have loved to have seen like a hell of a lot more and uh i'd like to let the audience know it's not the same backstory as seen in spider-verse it's it's got some similarities like his uncle being the prowler and stuff like that but spider-man does not die that's not why he takes up the mantle his mother is running for a seat um in office actually to 
to protect the neighborhood, which again, <laughs> is like, it like really speaks to me, right? Um, being from New York City, um, growing up not in Harlem, but pretty close, um, knowing those, those areas, right? Um, it's just a, it, it speaks to so many aspects of my life and, and my whole being that I really appreciate. Yeah, I, uh, I've seen both the movie Spider-Verse and I've played the game a few times. Mm -hmm. Personally, if look, if you were to put a gun to my head and say, hey, you got to pick which one's the better uh, better Miles, I think I got to go with the uh, PlayStation version. Yeah. Mainly because I feel like they do a better job balancing both sides of his heritage with uh, the Miles Morales game. With Spider-Verse, it's not really touched upon with his uh, Puerto Rican heritage that much. So you do get more of that, but you you do still also get uh, the other side of his family with uh, Uncle Aaron taking a pretty large role, both in and outside of the uh, uh, Spider-Man costume. And I honestly think I might prefer this version of the Prowler as well, <laughs> purely because it's like he's a lot more gray than black and white in terms of the, his alignment. You you can tell that he's actually a, a good guy who's trying to do the right thing for the most part mm -hmm. and look after his family but he's also hey if i need to rob something or or hurt somebody i will but i'm, I'm still gonna have my day job he's a little troubled were you surprised about the announcement of this game at all um no i don't think i was um i i don't think i was like expecting it but i don't think i was surprised by it um i think i was it's simply excited <laughs> um, when I heard it was coming out and very excited that there were bundles that included the game with the PS5 because um, it, it's not that it was an expensive game. Actually, it was um, a lower cost than um, some of the games are right now, um, but it was nice to have it like, you know, day one, right? Getting my PS5 with Miles Morales really helped um, me both experience my first console in many years um and secondly experience miles morales on a really good console i personally was pretty shocked mainly because i thought they were gonna do uh like two or three solo peter parker games and then we'd get a miles morales game or something oh sure mm -hmm. but they didn't do that at all and i'm honestly really still really surprised about it and in general, I, I like what they're doing with it. And honestly, I'm wondering if they're going to do a character switching thing, kind of like GTA V for the sequel. That would be cool. I would be into that. Is this your first time with the uh, Sony Spider-Man universe, or did you uh, play uh, Spider-Man PS4 first? I didn't play Spider-Man PS4, so I didn't even have a PS4 to play Spider-Man PS4 on. Um, so actually, maybe instead of a retro game i need to go back and play that this christmas <laughs> um i just haven't I, ha I haven't had a chance to really sit down with it um and i think that maybe i should i don't know peter parker's sony insomniac story i just know miles morales knows the guy <laughs> okay honest question what are people even calling the uh, the are they just calling the spider-man game the spider-man and then just spider-man miles morales Miles Morales or something? I th think so. I've, like, f most people I've spoken to do not even say Spider-Man, Miles Morales, or, like, anything like that. They just say Miles Morales, and we all know what we're talking about. I've never so really given it much thought. I'm assuming so. that we're 
Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming we're just chopping off the Spider-Man bit and we're just going straight to his name. And I guess I'll just do that then. <laughs> For the audience who may or may not know, both Spider-Man games have a lot of outfits and some of them were even added afterwards for free like uh the toby mcguire suit the andrew garfield suit and one of my personal favorites for the spider-man game baghead man where uh he wears the fantastic four costume with a bag over his head it's one of my favorite purely due to how goofy it is uh to tie that back in kami do you have a favorite and least favorite costume for miles morales I don't think I have a least favorite, although I'm not super in on the programmable matter suit. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of blocky looking. Um, <laughs> but I do love any suit where he's wearing the Miles or, or, or the, the Spider-Man costume um, with like actual clothes. Um, so the sportswear suit, um, the winter suit, right, where he's just wearing, like, a hat and a scarf and, like, some cool-looking boots or whatever. Um, the bodega cat suit, um, especially. Oh, the bodega um, cat suit. It's very, yes. very cute and very appropriate. Um, and then the Into the Spider-Verse suit, um, because I like that they actually were like, of course we have to give the Spider-Verse fans their, their time, right? So... It's a nice little crossover. Not only that, they also added the animation style in, in there as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's honestly very unexpected, and I'm glad they did it, and I hope it comes back. It's a little wonky, but it's cool. It's really cool. Uh, I think my least favorite has to be the training suit that you get early in the game. It's called the Great Responsibility Suit. It just looks very cheap and not in a good way, because I kind of like the homemade suit. I don't know. The Look, I get he's got boots and stuff, but it... He could have gotten some black ones or something. It, it, I, I feel like it clashes no, way too much. It, no, those are Timberlands. He, it has to be Timberlands. That is the entire point. He is, he is from New York. I know, City. I know. That's the point. He got the Tims. <laughs> and I think my favorite is a tie between the Bodega cat suit and the uh, Spider-Man 2020 suit, the one with the, uh, the holographic face thing maybe because i'm pretty sure it's partially a uh, daft punk reference i know my uh my partner really likes the bodega suit because he also has a cat that looks exactly like that yeah and i love the fact that they named the cat spider-man bodega cats are such a new york city thing too so i'm i like it's i'm so glad that they added that in do you think they uh, portrayed new york pretty accurately all things considered I think so. There's certain kind of little things I wish, like I don't think, and I, it's been a while since I've played, I don't think we really got to experience like the train. <laughs> like there's certain things that um, I think would have been cool to experience. We're also relegated to like just one piece of New York City. So like, you know. Yeah, isn't it mainly long island manhattan it's something? it's a piece of manhattan um specifically like spanish harlem um but being able to like go to the bronx would have been really <laughs> really cool to me um or brooklyn or anything like that so well we maybe kind of go to Jersey, but you'll we'll never go to Jer unless there's like a <laughs> unless there's like a um 
a Miss Marvel tie-in. That would be cool. I, I just like the fact that they made uh, the Trump Tower uh, Wilson Fisk's building. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. That's very good one to watch. It's the one thing I hate about my uh, local big city, Chicago. It's the fact that we have a Trump Tower. It's the worst thing about it. And we have Anish Kapoor's Bean. I love the Bean, but I hate the man. Yeah. We did mention... Uh, Spider-Verse a little bit beforehand, but did you ever see the movie? I did, but I need to rewatch it. And here's why. I think, <laughs> I don't think I was like all there when I was watching it. Like I remember enjoying it, but I don't, I don't know. Something about it didn't like fully resonate with me for some reason. So I think I have to do a rewatch. Honestly, I think it might be one of my favorite animated films. And this is me trying not to get on that hype train because, you know, Hype trains blow everything out of proportion, but it lives up to the hype, and I can't wait for the sequel. It better be good. Uh, what sort of impact did the game have on you? So much, right? <laughs> like I've, I, it's been out for many years now, or a few years now at least, and I like here I am talking about it for the like 80th time. It's just one of those games where not only do I see myself, but I recognize myself, right? Like the the house he grows up in um his uh friends right even his friends seem very familiar to me um i didn't i didn't grow up in spanish harlem and i didn't go to school in brooklyn but like those areas are still very familiar to me and um seeing them as spider-man no less is incredible spider-man is also one of my favorite heroes so First of all, once there was a Miles Morales at all, I was like, oh, hell yeah. And then subsequently to be able to play as Miles Morales, I was like, oh, oh hell yeah. Right. So like it's it's just a, an extra um, an extra reason for me to love Spider-Man, first of all, and an extra reason for me to like um, ha have a reason to or, or a way into the Marvel universe, as it were um and really feel like my culture and myself are being represented like well and properly and also as a spider-man i really like spider-man miles morales and just miles morales in general proves that representation matters in every aspect in every medium seeing someone that is at least partially like me who although i may not be puerto rican i'm mexican if anyone in the latin american community gets a win we all get a win that's just how i see it that's why i'm very excited for spider-verse very excited for whatever they do with the spider-man sequel because it seems like they're gonna be giving equal footing for both characters or at least i hope so yeah between both absolutely. peter parker and miles morales and i'm absolutely hyped for blue beetle we're getting our first like big screen like Latin American superhero, and it's been how long? 15 years. And personally, I really hope we get a Red Locust film or video game or something. She, uh, her costume is based on an old Mexican superhero from the 70s called El Chapulín Colorado. He he looks like the Tick, but with a red uh, red suit, pretty much. And the Red Locust is a direct homage to. Uh, said series and said outfit they even got the uh the creator's daughter to uh, uh give approval for the character design uh back when Morrow was creating the character i think in like 2015 
it's really cool, and I hope she gets more of a spotlight. Because as far as I know, I don't think she even has a. I don't even think she has a solo series. I might just look that up later on. But overall, seeing somebody that isn't white dude number 5,426 is great. Representation matters regardless of where it is, as long as it's, you know, done right, obviously. That's all we ask. We got a better backstory for Riri Williams now, outside of the one that they gave her in the comics. And also the improvement on Miles Morales' backstory is also great. Both had some not so great backstories so i'm glad that with their introduction to the larger audience it's been a welcomed improvement because they seem to be actually having people of color on their staff for for the writing for their backstories and it's great slowly but surely we are winning what did you think about uh the reinvention of the tinkerer uh going from a b or c list villain for spider-man to a force to be reckoned with for miles both personally and power wise and do you think we'll get any other reinventions of forgettable spider-man villains for miles to fight off in later games or maybe even movies or something so this is a good question for one reason and one reason only i um i've not paid attention to the comics in years um so i couldn't remember who the tinkerer was um i didn't even know about them either until this game so yeah so i was like oh shoot who's the tinkerer okay great i like who this person is though um i thought that first of all it was a real twist for me because i didn't see it coming at all um but i i thought it was a really good way to both introduce and also like kind of defeat quote-unquote the villain while also having like a second villain in the background right because the tinkerer is only a villain in so much as they're the immediate enemy but then there's like a looming threat also happening in the background um and i really appreciate not making the tinkerer the like main baddie um just like the the oopsie baddie so to speak um that said i'm not i'm not again i'm not big on the i don't really know the um comics very well and i can hardly remember some other um some other villains but i think a few that come to mind first of all are like um mostly for maximum carnage um i love the maximum carnage uh sega genesis video game a lot a lot a lot um and so i remember doppelganger um kind of being a villain who was like spider-man but with like many 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 more arms um and I remember them being really strong, too. So I'm wondering if we can't get, like, a... Who's this third Spider-Man with many arms that's ruining the city um, kind of story where, um, I don't know, you have some other folks kind of puppeteering him around, maybe like um, maybe like Carnage himself. I mean, I would love to see uh, Carnage back in a video game, maybe with Venom as well as, like, a, a, a side character or something um but in any case yeah i think i think it would be um but in any case i think that's the two that come to mind uh carnage and um doppelganger um the, uh, the goblins red goblin specifically is also in carnage i believe um so like instead of the green goblin we have the red one right um there's so many there's so many villains from what I remember from the Tinkerer's original backstory, he was like some 
scientist kind of guy who was really old and just mess around with technology. And they turned that really forgettable villain into, honestly, one of the standouts of, the, of this game, I think. I didn't even know that was a reinvention of a character until uh, I saw a YouTube video from Comic Drake. He does a whole bunch of deep dives on uh, comic book characters and plots and stuff. I might link his video in the description just because I think it's a pretty good video on both the original Tinkerer and the new Tinkerer. Came out around the time the uh, video game came out. It's pretty cool. I think as for new reinventions of a villain, I think the spot would be pretty cool. I don't know this one. He's got like a white suit with a bunch of spots on it. They can be used as like portals and black holes and stuff, I think. Think uh, Polka Dot Man from uh, uh, The Suicide Squad. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And I'm going to add another question. What do you think of uh, this version of The Prowler? So again, like, I have no backstory or I have no no uh, background knowledge of The Prowler. Um, but again, it is like the twist I didn't quite see coming. <laughs> Um, I did like the kind of gray anti-hero aspect of the Prowler, though. Um, I really enjoy characters like that who are, like, obviously not so great, but trying to be good, um, in some respect. In this case, it was trying to kind of protect the family. Um, you know, ideals kind of cross and overlap and clash here and there um things like that but i i really respected that character and i thought um that like there were some points to be made <laughs> um but ultimately i think the reason i liked the prowler was again that just that family aspect um that first of all i didn't see it coming and secondly he's just he's just trying to help a little bit at least a little bit <laughs> yeah he, he, he might not make the right decisions but he's trying to help yeah He's trying. I mean, Jace, you've been on this show before, but for the audience's sake, I'll catch them out this week. At the end of the interview, I like to have a 30 second pitch from the guest on why they should play the game. It can be as serious or as comedic as you'd like. You just have to make it last 30 seconds. And with that out of the way, the timer starts now. Okay, so you love Spider-Man. That's it. That's the whole pitch. You already like Spider-Man. You dig the web slinging you like to do the flippies you like to kick a bad guy in the face and then make a cool quip about uh uh i don't know joining a kickstarter um That's you nice. you love that you love doing that so why not do it while black <laughs> do it while Four, black by playing miles three, morales two, uh spider-man miles one. morales is there for you and that's it bam Awesome, awesome. I did it. As we draw this episode to a close, let's get some housekeeping done. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every episode is by Offworld, aka Josh Turnipseed. That song is called 30 Seconds to Go. It's uh, where I actually got the name of the podcast from. Uh, Kami, where can people find you when it comes to projects and socials? Yes. Uh, so you can find me on twitter mostly at commie gaming i know most people are not on twitter anymore i get it but i'm still there RIP twitter. um you can also find the weekly cooldown on twitter at wk cooldown the greatest gaming game show ever is at ggg show ever on twitter um at least I no no gg gg game show on twitter i think is what it is 
I've been on there like twice. <laughs> um, GG Game Show is that on Twitter. Um, and then, yeah, look out for um, McGillum's Meadery coming sometime in 2023. And uh, if I may help you with something, aren't you also uh, live streaming the episodes now for a weekly cooldown? Oh, God. Yeah, you're right. You are correct. I am <laughs> I am streaming the episodes. You can join through. Um, we use Riverside to, to uh, record those episodes. You can join right in and um, we have like an audience and you can join in the audience and actually be a part of the show if you like. Or you can join in on Twitch, um, twitch.tv for slash Kamijay's Gaming on, on Twitch. You can find this show on Twitter for as long as the site is active at CheckpointPod1. There's also a Tumblr at Checkpoint Podcast with no spaces. There's also a YouTube channel called Checkpoint YT, all one word. A five-star rating would be deeply appreciated on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever ratings are allowed as they help move the show up the charts. And the more the podcast grows, the more guests I'll be able to get on the show. Also, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Tommy, uh, would you like to say any last words before we end the episode? Play the damn game. That's it. Please, I'm pretty sure it's on sale right now because it's the holiday season. It is most likely on sale, or you can find it probably on, if you have your PS5, um, it's probably on the PS Now thing or whatever it's called. So go look for it somewhere. It's out there. It's got a five web slingers out of ten. No, five web slingers out of five. <laughs> there you go. That's how math works. <laughs> I'm George Diaz. That's Kami Jace. I suck at math. And this has been Checkpoint. Happy holidays, everyone. I also suck at math. Happy holidays. <laughs>